Hello, everybody. Welcome to my podcast, Dedicated to Geese. My name is Zach Ford, and I have two very special guests here with me today. Would you guys like to introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Cale Higby, and uh, I'm from Alpine, Utah. I've been living there my whole life. Uh, my name is uh, Garrett Ford. Uh, I live in Highland. Perfect. Well, welcome to the podcast, boys. Um, we have been together all day, so... Well, one of you guys tell me basically what we did today. Uh, today, we uh, one of the days we're celebrating our Zach and I's brother's bachelor party because uh, he's getting married to Kale's sister. Yay! So what, did, so what did we do? Where were we at? What did we do? I don't well, know. <laughs> first, we woke up off the pillow, and let's just say it was pretty hard to get everybody out of the hotel. So we're just everybody's sleeping in. And we just decided to go get some grub down at Cinnabon and basically head out on the strip and just, like, walk around all day. <laughs> and we had some pretty good times going to White Castle. And let me tell you, I've been wanting to go to White Castle forever. Because you hear about all, like, this East Coast stuff with White Castle. And we live in Alpine, Utah, where basically White Castle is not even, uh, like, it's not a thing. The nearest White Castle is in Las Vegas. And so, you know, like, you watch a movie like Harold and Kumar go to White Castle... <laughs> And, you know, ever since I saw that movie, I'm like, I gotta freaking get White Castle. Because they make it sound so great. And basically, like, the little sliders just melt in your mouth. Freaking amazing. And if you crave White Castle, you have to go there. And so, after a while, I've been wanting to go to White Castle. And so we finally went to White Castle. And have you been to White Castle before? Never. Never been to White Castle. The most I had are, like, the Walmart frozen sliders. But <laughs> I've never even heard of White Castle until today. <laughs> so... Did it live up to your expectations, or did it, like, let you down? Uh, it was, it was just, like, I honestly kind of expected what it was. <laughs> Let's, in, in the movie, it looks freaking, like, the best food on the planet, but when I got it, it was kind of, it was kind of sketchy. Maybe it's probably just the Vegas one or something. It's like a five but, out of ten. But the people serving it just look a lot less unhappy, and, you know, I don't know, the smell wasn't as what I thought it would be. I don't know, was that, like, a normal thing, like a smell inside of a, well, instead of a fast food restaurant? I mean, we were in a fast food restaurant that was inside of a casino, so that maybe kind of took away from the the, uh, the atmosphere. Just fast food and cigarettes, I guess, you know. Vegas. Okay, and Kale talked it up a lot, Garrett. Did you, were you happy with it? Wait, um, I gave it a five out of ten. Wait, is that a good or a bad five out of ten? Um, well, all I got was a shake because I looked at the sliders and I said, "Hmm, I'll did get a even, shake." Did you even try a slider? I tried part of Zach's slider. It was, it was, it was all right. It was pretty good. It kind of tasted like you'd eat it at a family reunion in the middle of nowhere. It just was like a, hey, let's bring some sliders. The the one problem I had with it was honestly just the. Like, the one thing that let me down about it was, for some reason, just, like, the under bun. Like, the little bun on the bottom <laughs> was so, like, thin, and it just got, like, so freaking soggy. Like, it was, like, basically, like, eroding away on the box. And I was like, what the freak is wrong with this under bun, dude? Legit, other than that, I thought it was pretty freaking good. And I guess the cheese was plastic, but, you know. <laughs> well, I guess I'm glad that it's mostly positive <laughs> it's, uh, results. Sorry for turning your podcast into a food review. For a no, that's, that's really what I was hoping for. I just didn't want to say that. 
Um, okay, so I'll start with Garrett. Garrett, how do we know each other? Uh, Zach and I are brothers. Uh, I'm his younger brother, four years younger. So, yeah. And it's okay if you don't, because I don't really know what the answer is either, but do you remember the first memory of me? I was going to say the first time you met me, but that sounds um, weird, so... Uh, I don't really know, like, the first, but I do remember, like, in elementary school, I specifically remember you wearing this BYU hat every single day. It's true. That's, like, one of my first, like, initial, like, memories, I guess. I don't know. I'm a bit embarrassed because this is the second time that that BYU hat has been brought up on the podcast, but I don't want to talk about it. Um, it was iconic. It lived its time. Got it's on sign. display now. Yeah, it's signed by, like, 100 it's people. touching the feelings of... Yeah. <laughs> There's probably even more out there. Who knows? Okay, and Kale, how do we know each other? Uh, I know you from a trip to Hawaii. So, like, Hayden is my sister's fiancé right now. And she want, invited me on a trip to Hawaii. And Hayden's brother, Zach, was coming along. And I've never met him in my life until then. And the first time I meet him was in the airport <laughs> down and they were on separate flights because they bought tickets separate times so we just like kind of talked to each other on the airport for a little bit and we're like oh well we'll see you later and then we like left off <laughs> but it was it was super fun and then we were in LA and like that's when I started to know him and he took us out to these taco places I forgot what was the taco oh, place dude Wahoo Tacos okay I'm not gonna get into it because I don't want <laughs> more food review and stuff <laughs> No, that's your Okay, Wahoo tacos were the best freaking fish tacos I've ever had. No, it was like the shrimp and the fish tacos were so good. I have dreams about those, man. Those things were good. They are so good. Yeah. Okay, that, yeah, that's that's a good memory is that you recommended that place, and I freaking remember you from that. But just that trip in Hawaii was awesome. And, and then I got to know Hayden's brother, and he's a pretty cool guy. Sweet. Thanks. All right, so, um, Kale, what have you been listening to lately, music-wise? Uh, I've been listening to a lot of weird, like, kind of synthy, heavy stuff. Because I've been kind of getting into, like, a lot of synthesis and, like, weird music theory stuff. And so, let's see, a couple examples. I'm listening to uh, this guy named Eric Clanton. Okay, yeah. I like him a lot. He uses a lot of, like, electronic stuff. I love M83 a lot right now. There's this one, just a band called... I don't even know if you can call it a band. It's just called... Like, their uh, artist name is... Their artist name is Home. And they just do, like, instrumental, like, uh, like synth beats and riffs. It's almost and, like a vaporwave, right? Yeah, it's like vaporwave, that kind of stuff. And I don't even know. Sometimes, like, just when I'm, like, chilling, doing homework, you know, I just love to listen to vaporwave like synth heavy stuff okay but that's kind of what I've been doing now and Garrett what about you um the past couple of months I've been listening to a lot of like disco and funk but lately I've been getting more into like jazz funk I guess so just like instrumental like jamming out and yeah a little more like jazzy stuff okay any specific artists or just kind of um, you're just discovering the whole genre in general i guess discovering a lot of stuff and listening to like my discover weekly on spotify has brought me a ton of things is this the but a main artist i would say right now is like herbie hancock herbie hancock okay yeah and i don't know any others i can't think but perfect 
Okay, Kale, who are, or who is, or who are your favorite artists, like, of all time, whether that's solo or in an actual band? Ah, okay, so this, these are kind of, like, two, uh, kind of conflict, they're really polar opposites, honestly. Like, one band that, like, I really love and I've always loved is Metallica. <laughs> okay. And I've just, like, I've been to their concert and, like, I've kind of, like, awed over them ever since I was, like, in seventh grade, sixth grade. And I just love all their albums. Like, I listen to all their albums and even to this day every once in a while. I'm kind of a lot more chill now, but every once in a while I pop in a Metallica CD and just go at it on the steering wheel. Just really get it out of your yeah, system. Yeah, honestly. But, and also, another band I really love is Radiohead. Okay. Love Radiohead. Yeah, that, you're, you weren't wrong. Those are very opposite bands. <laughs> yes, very opposite. Okay. Garrett, what about you? Um, I would say right now, definitely Wolfpack. I've been, like, for the past couple of years, I've been getting really into them. And, I don't know, I really want to go to one of their concerts one day and, like, meet some of them because, I don't know, I just have seen them, like, become more popular and, like, change their style little by little. And so I guess... Wolfpack. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. And how, how do you think that Wolfpack has influenced your life or like changed your life? I mean, is there like certain things you see day to day or just well, like you mentioned the past couple of years, like I guess more like just like introducing me to new music a little bit, just like getting more into that like jazz funk. They're a little bit. They have some funky stuff on their albums, and also just like learning instruments. Like their bassist is Joe Dart is so good and he's like one of the people that got me into playing bass a little bit more and I don't know I guess I just really like them a lot what kind of bass stuff does he do a lot of uh I don't really know what I call it like kind of like a funky slap yeah. bass kind of stuff yeah just like oh, funky okay, stuff that's sweet alright Kale how, do, how does uh, Metallica and or uh, Radiohead influenced your life? I would definitely think, like, the reason I even say, like, Metallica, like, I don't listen to them a lot now, but, like, I'd, like, have to put them on there as my number one, because that's basically what, like, got me in to the music scene. Like, when I first started playing, like, bass guitar and just, in, like, getting into music in general, it started out with Metallica. Like, I would listen to them all the time and just, like, basically wish I could play instruments like they could and just, like, would pick up my bass and play freaking uh, for whom the bell tolls a thousand <laughs> nice. times them and tool i played tool and metallica a ton on my bass when i first started learning to play it wasn't good but it basically like kind of gave me that drive and then i started listening to a ton of other things and it basically kind of influenced what eventually it kind of influenced what i listen to now okay and that makes sense um we just had to make a quick pit stop and we picked up two travelers who are two new special guests on the show would you guys like to introduce yourself yes yes (laughs) then go ahead (laughs) uh i'm spencer howe i'm hayden ford perfect and how do we know each other i'm zach's brother uh yeah i'm just friends with hayden and i met zach and garrett through hayden so yeah okay um, Hayden, do you remember the first memory you have of me? Uh, <laughs> or, or like, okay, don't, you don't have to. I, don't. I, I remember one Christmas morning, uh, we we woke up and we ran downstairs, and there was a Scooby Doo 
the the their like their van, you know? The mystery van. The mystery van, yeah. And and it was full of all the characters. And then we played with them all day. That's like probably my first memory in general. But it was like with Zach. Zach. That's special. <laughs> Spencer, do you remember? Which was that? Your first, or just an early memory? Of you? Yeah, of me. I mean, not. I mean, you can share one of yourself, <laughs> but I meant with. Um. Me. I think it's, it's probably just like, and when you were in high school and I was in middle school when I went over, went over to your house all the time. I probably just. Yeah. There, I, I'm like I don't really remember any specifics though. Okay, Spencer, what have you been listening to lately? Um, I've been getting a lot more of uh, the Grateful Dead, a lot more of that. Just been listening to oldies and that kind of era, 70s psychedelic rock, that kind of genre. Okay, and Hayden? Uh, lately, kind of. 70s folk rock, I guess, and, uh, and kind of, I don't know, what's, what's, a like, Bon Iver stuff, that's, I don't know you what you can just say artist, that's fine. Yeah, Bon Iver, a lot of him, and Spooky Black, and, yeah. Well, nice. Um, those aren't, those aren't, uh. 70s folk rock, but <laughs> aside from 70s folk rock, but then those are both weight, or those are all different, you know, and Bibio. <laughs> <They're laughs> those are all like way different genres, yeah. yeah. Genres, definitely. But yeah. All right. Um, Hayden, who would you say your favorite artist or artists of all time are? Um, bon Iver and. Uh, are my two favorites. Okay, and how would you say that they influenced your life, if there's a noticeable reason, or whatever? Uh, I like how he'll, like, well, with Justin Vernon, I like how he, like, layers everything so much, and it's, like, super, like, there's tons and tons going on, and then, like, the next song, it'll just be, like, him, uh, like, playing guitar or, like, uh, just a few instruments or something. And I like that. And I like how he, like, uh, sings, like, in his, like, super high voice in, like, a bunch of the songs. And he sings, like, in his normal voice. And, uh, I don't know. I just, I like his style. And then with King Cruel same thing and yeah both of them have like really good lyrics and uh just good style that's like original and it's just it doesn't sound like other people and like the other people that sound like them are like copying them kind of mm-hmm. and so they definitely pioneered that yeah, sound yeah like they just they both got a really good sound and they're and they're like super cool people too okay and spencer what about yourself um, I'd probably say that uh, Pink Floyd is probably my favorite band of all time, as well as I, I'm just been listening a lot to the Grateful Dead, so I have to say them as well. Um, I love Daft Punk as well. Daft Punk is one of my favorites. But um, yeah, I think that they've influenced my life 
in many different ways. I really like the different meanings behind Pink Floyd's albums, especially their earlier stuff. Or not, not their earlier stuff, I guess in the 70s is more of the kind of stuff I, I like, rather than the Sid Barrett age. I, I, like to, I like that stuff as well, but I think the Dark Side of the Moon and The Wall and that kind of stuff is are my, probably my favorite albums from them. And The Grateful Dead as well. I just love what they're about, and their music is just so... It's hard to even describe, like, listening to all their different live projects and their actual studio-recorded albums as well, and just, like, the difference there and how they really, like, engage with the audience, and I don't know, I, I just, yeah, those are probably my favorites, for sure. Okay. Um, and this is kind of where we were with, or where we were at with Garrett and Kale. Awesome. So, Kale, I'm going to start with you. Kale, do you have any guilty pleasures or artists or songs that people wouldn't really assume that you would like? Uh, a weird thing that I, I really like classical music, like orchestras and like basically all this, like these weird instruments. I kind of like appreciate all types of instruments because I just think it's like the coolest thing if you can play the cello or like the saxophone or the trumpet. And basically when all of those are put together, I feel like it's just like a true like art in its form is like classical music it's basically like an art piece and i i don't know that's like kind of my weird guilty pleasure and so like i am not like over with people blasting like my, my classical music and so that's kind of why i take it as like my guilty pleasure because like only when i'm like alone i'm like all right yeah, yeah. time yeah. to go through the classical playlist i'm like oh yeah this is great, you know <laughs> and i guess that, that could be my guilty pleasure some good alone time honestly it's okay. it's, it's good stuff garrett um, one of my guilty pleasures is specifically that song by Britney Spears. It's like, bow, 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 <laughs> oh, baby, baby, that song. Yeah, yeah, um, no. <laughs> I can, like, literally, like, not even, like, ironically, I will, like, play that in my car and just be like, oh, freak yeah. And, yeah, that, that is definitely one of my guilty pleasures. <laughs> All right, Spencer? <laughs> I, uh, as far as, I don't really have any guilty pleasure artists necessarily, but that, uh, that one song by that... What's her name? It's called Flamingo. Flamingo. I like that song a lot. <laughs> For some reason. Flamingo. Every single time that song... Yeah, like the... I think it's a Japanese girl that... Oh, Carol, Carol Bonita. Yeah, yeah, that's her name. For sure, yeah. But, um... I like that song a lot. <laughs> Probably way too much. I, I got it on, like, that, um... Guitar Hero game. Like, the Clone Hero. On my computer. And I've played that a lot. So now I just really like it. <laughs> Dang. And what about you, Hayden? I like Miley Cyrus and like there's there's like five or six songs by her that I listen to a lot but I mean not not like a lot but like you know <laughs> but, and uh yeah oh and Lady Gaga she actually has some pretty good stuff <laughs> <laughs> all right um Hayden, what's the most common food that you eat? Um, well, uh, I don't know. Probably like cereal, I guess. <laughs> Any kind of cereal specifically, or just in general? Uh, yeah. Pro- well, I mean, here's the thing. Like, usually, it's uh, usually it's just that there's like, uh, usually. I just eat cereal or like oatmeal just because like it's easier, easy and fast and 
I can, you know, I don't have to think to make it. Or eggs, I guess. But if I could, if it was my choice, I'd probably eat, like, schnitzel or, like, curry for every single meal. Okay. Spencer? <laughs> um, there's not, like, a reoccurring food that I eat often, but uh, I eat cayenne pepper with everything. Like, ever since. Uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. I think... My friend Christian and I went to the Uintas for several days this past, I think it was a month ago now, and um, yeah, we, we use cayenne pepper on everything, and since then I've just been putting that on absolutely everything I eat. <laughs> Is there something that you prefer it with, <laughs> like over other things? Um, it's really good with like pasta. I like it with pasta a lot. I eat like a, a lot of pasta. pepper junkie. <laughs> I know, dude. I know. It makes my, like, nose run and everything, but... What did you eat with Christian that had cayenne pepper on it? We cooked hash browns in the morning and okay, put a sounds, lot of... That sounds pretty good. Dude, it was really good. It was... Yeah, we were chefs for a few days. I remember my there. foods <laughs> class that, like, my teacher was talking about that. Like, there's just, like, these people out there. Like, it's actually a thing. <laughs> that like, love cayenne. No, yeah. So, like, yeah. you're actually, like, part of a group. Like, they put cayenne pepper in everything. Like, she <laughs> said there's, like, this guy, and they put cayenne pepper in brownies. And, like, yeah, what? Like, baking Really? Foods. Yeah. And so, that's apparently, weird. like, like that's, like, not, like, a weird thing. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, I, get, I just got it from Christian. Christian is definitely the one who introduced me to cayenne on everything so <laughs> you gotta try it in brownies i guess well, yeah, i guess yeah. so next, on, next on my desserts try. and stuff put yeah vanilla, cereal maybe and then a little teaspoon of cayenne pepper <laughs> well yeah like uh we put we put some on this salmon with like oh. um a bunch of brown sugar and that was so freaking good and it was like, <laughs> that it was delicious. like it was like spicy and sweet and then also uh like yeah people I feel like when it's in sweet stuff or, like, in drinks, it just gives it, like, that extra zing right at the end, like, in your throat and, like, all that, mm-hmm. and I, I like that. I love it, too. Okay, Garrett, what's your f- most common food that you eat? Um, <clears throat> I like to make grilled cheese and tomato basil soup, like, all the time. Nice. Oh, that is That's so such good. a good combo. Yeah, it's pretty perfect, and I eat it, like, all the time. So because you make it all the time, are you... And maybe you don't mind, but I don't really like tomatoes slash tomato soup, so I always like to eat the grilled cheese with it. I, I don't mind dipping it in there, but then mm. I hate when I have just a bunch of tomato Same. soup left over. <laughs> Are you like a pro at like, do you prefer more tomato soup or do you just want to finish? Like, I don't know. You know how, um, how was the, I uh, hate tomatoes and I hate tomato soup, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. when I have it with grilled cheese and it's tomato basil soup specifically, like I even just, I bought mm. a, a basil plant just so I can make my own tomato yeah. basil soup and when it's with the grilled cheese it's amazing and good but i'd rather just like finish all the soup at the same time as my yeah that, sandwich yeah instead of, yeah that's what i do i, I like, yeah yeah i will make a bowl of the soup and if i'll just keep making more and more grill, grilled that's, cheese I, yeah, until same. it's going yeah if I see more, I'm just like, well, I guess I have to make another one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do all the Fords just happen to hate tomatoes? Is that no, a thing? I mean, okay, the, <laughs> like, the older I get, the more I like it. Like, I, the last time I made it, I just drank it, and it was like... The soup? Yeah, and I oh. didn't, it didn't bug me that much. But before that, I could never do that. I love garden-fresh tomatoes. Yeah, I love tomatoes. Good. The only things I can't eat, man, are just those stupid little 
grape tomatoes. Those are <laughs> cherry, cherry tomatoes. Yeah. Screw those things, man. I, I hate those things. Yeah, I, every once in a while, I'll try to do that again, and I'll be like, oh, maybe I'll like it more because I'm older or something. And every time I'm like, oh, this is so nice. <laughs> it like explodes in your mouth, and you're just like, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate freaking those things, man. And I've, I've given them like a second try. Like, even yeah. normal tomatoes, I used to hate normal tomatoes, but now I can also just take a bite out of a tomato, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's not bad. But like the grape, tom- like the cherry tomatoes, that's what they're called. Yeah, that's a no go for me. To this day, <laughs> you can bite it. You can take a bite out of it. Like an apple? I, I, yeah, I could totally do that. Oh, I could totally do that. I could eat a whole tomato. Just, just sitting there. Eating it. I'm not gonna air this podcast. Oh. <laughs> I actually kind of gag. Just imagine the sound. Dude, soft. it's so delicious. Oh, yeah, wait. Why is it crunchy? Garden fresh natural tomato. Yeah, it honestly just mm. makes like a windy bite. Okay, I will say I don't hate. Like tomato soup, that's fine, I guess. Yeah. But I just don't like tomatoes. I, I like guess. tomatoes, and I don't like tomato soup as much. I like tomatoes quite the opposite. On, of when it's on something, it's basil. But that basil, though. Mmm. Mmm. Some good stuff. With some cayenne pepper, but with cayenne, yeah, you have that cayenne. <laughs> okay, and kale. You have it most common food. Most most common food. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, probably just. Recently getting into like egg in a nest or a hole in the wall, whatever you call it, you know, just like a piece of bread with a hole in the middle and some eggs in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. We basically, so, good, so we yeah. got we got some chickens and now we're just having a shiz ton of eggs. And so now I need something to just get rid of these eggs. Yeah. We also somehow just <laughs> so have a lot of we also have just a lot of bread. And so we just also just kind of double time it and get rid of the bread and the eggs at the same mm. time. And so that's why I make the hole in the wall or egg in the nest or whatever the heck you call it. Yeah. Okay, well, nice. Kale, what is your favorite word? Favorite word? Uh, shoot. Shoot, that's a good word. Uh, specifically. I don't know, that's one that I can't say, so I guess I like it because I can't say it that well. I would say, specific, like, specifically, or specific, I always just, like, get tangled up on specifically. But okay. I've learned to overcome it. Okay. <laughs> Garrett, what about you? Favorite word? Um, I'd say the German word frikadella is really fun to say. <laughs> I think it means, like, meat patty. Uh, but, yeah. Also, Aridarella in Italian, uh, which is my pen name on my secret blog for creative writing. <laughs> it means giggles. Do you have a, do you have a favorite English word? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to be airing this in English, so Ricky. we just want to cater to that demographic. Oh. Well, in that case... Okay. Spencer? <laughs> Actually, we, we, my favorite word is just love. Love? Yeah. Okay. That's a good word. I love right. love. Wow. Spencer, <laughs> favorite uh, word? I like the word fib. My fib? brother used yeah. to say it a lot when I was a kid, and I started picking it up, and I just use it for everything. A noun, verb, adjective, anything. Yeah. It's a good word. Fib. <laughs> All right. Hayden? Uh, honestly, I don't know. I feel like I have Okay, <laughs> I, I feel like I have one, and I feel like when I remember it, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's definitely it, but I can't remember it. So if I remember it randomly, like, later on in the podcast, then I'll... Let us know. Yeah, I'll let you know. Okay, please do. Well, one thing Hayden says all the time is, well... Well, 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 <laughs> I do declare, it's a well... Good, it's a good filler, and, I mean, if, if you don't know how to respond to something... 
I feel like, I feel like I've said that like ten times during this thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. We probably have. That's so funny. Okay, maybe this one will be easier. Do you have a favorite cuss word? Shit. Do you want to elaborate <laughs> anymore? Or is it like that just? It just feels good when I say it, and it yeah. sounds good, I guess. Shit's a good cuss word. And actually. yeah, and uh, yeah. All right. Mine is definitely uh, hell, and, and only hell and what the hell. That's just like, uh, hell. I just feel like it's such yeah. a, like, I honestly think hell's not even a swear word anymore, because I say what the hell, just like no filter. And yeah, sometimes it's pretty bad, because like, even like Grand Grand, or like people I first meet that I don't, <laughs> that I don't know that much, I have to like, try to not say what the hell. Everything else I can like, kind of filter off, but easily yeah. what the hell's hell. my, my go-to. <laughs> and like, damn too. Like, yeah. I'll be talking to like, even mom and dad, and I'll They'll be like, oh yeah, like, blah blah blah, whatever. I don't know, something. And I'm and I'm just like, oh damn. <laughs> I then, say damn a lot. I said it in seminary, like back when I was, <laughs> whatever year. Yeah, I would like, I'd be like, oh, can I, can I like do this thing online and not come or something? And they'd be like, no. And I'd be like, oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, in bishop, I said it to bishop. <laughs> I asked him about something. I don't. I can't remember. It was like about the paperwork or something. And then he, yeah, he said something. Like, ah, damn. <laughs> well, damn. Well, well damn. 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 Well, shit. Damn. Okay. Okay. Spencer and Gary. Um, I like bastard. Bastard's a bastard. good. Bastard's good. Fun one to. It's funny. It's funny. I wouldn't say it's my most used, that's, but yeah. I think it's my favorite to use. It's okay. Funny, that's unique. That's not really a well. American you goddamn bastard. <laughs> bastard. You bastard. Bastard. Like bastard. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. Uh, I'd say my favorite one is probably like, what the hell? Just because it's like, when somebody does something stupid, and you're just like, what the hell is wrong with you? And you just like, know you're better than them because <laughs> they you cause, didn't do that. They, you they know cause, you're better. If they cause you to say that, then... <laughs> okay. And, um, does anybody other than myself have any tattoos? Oh, uh, I do not. I have a line on my leg that <laughs> was a stick and poke, and, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I kind of wanted to just see if it would, would, like, work, and, like, how hard you'd have to press, and, like, what it felt like, and then I just kind of got in the zone, <laughs> and just kept poking it, and now there's, like, a... Like, inch long line. <laughs> yeah, it's like an inch. Yeah, and it's Not a line, like and a... it's like actually pretty. Like, I mean, it, it was a lot of pokes, so it, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a line, all right. So were you just you, when you set out to do that? Did you just try to think, let me just do a line, or were you trying to do something else? No, I just was poking my leg with it, <laughs> and then and then I just started making a line. Yeah, and then I I don't even know, like later on I was like, oh maybe I could like turn it into like a, a tiny feather or. Or a leaf or something, but I just ha- never did it. So now it's just kind of a joke. So I'm just gonna leave it like that. <laughs> okay. Well, because no one else has tattoos, we don't have to ask. You know what your favorite tattoo and whatnot is. But like, if you guys want to get tattoos, or well, uh, speaking of uh, tattoos, we almost. We just got done with the bachelor's party, and we all almost got uh, $10 tattoos in Vegas, and I was pretty I was pretty close to getting one. <laughs> so 
Well, I guess you could say uh, I, w- I would get a tattoo. Well, did you wait? Did you take a look at the designs? Yeah, I saw a couple. Well, so of the couple that you saw, what did you like the best? Uh, the, mount, the mountain looks cool. There's like, kind of like, I feel like a lot of them are just kind of cliche, so like, I feel like I wouldn't get it. But like, but they're still like kind of cool. Like, and I don't it's know, the memory like, of it. The like heartbeat one would be like kind of cool. I feel like mm-hmm. I've seen that in like three people though. But like, I don't know. Like, there's, there's some good ones out there. I just need to find one and then it'll just be my specific tattoo. Okay, anyone else want to get tattoos or... Uh, I don't really want to get a tattoo just for myself. I don't know. That's just like a personal decision I've made that I don't really want to get any tattoos. But today when we were looking in the shop, one I kind of liked was like this cool mountain one. But like what Kale said too, is kind of like cliche. Same with this Deathly Hollows one, which is from Harry Potter. And I really like <laughs> Harry Potter, but... Uh, it's just a cool symbol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think... I, I'd like talked to some friends about this before, but I think I'd like to get like some sort of Lord of the Rings tattoo just because it was like my favorite books when I was younger and my favorite movies growing up and I just like love that entire universe and I was like and we were talking I was talking to one of my friends we were thinking of getting like some sort of Lord of the Rings tattoo but yeah I don't have any specifics <laughs> but I think that'd be funny no, <laughs> pretty no sick yeah I want to get today I almost got a uh, cow school with, like, the horns, <laughs> and I kind of, I keep looking at my arm where I would have gotten it, and I kind of wish that I did it, but I wouldn't have been able to swim <laughs> at, Oh yeah. the springs at the place, but, uh, we're, we're headed right now, do they know where we're going? No. We're, we're on a road trip right now for my wedding. Oh, well, they can know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, and so I wouldn't have been able to swim at the wedding, but... I still kind of wish I would have gotten it because it just was cool and memorable. Even, hey, well, you're staying, in, you're staying in Vegas for four days after the wedding's over with Vienna. Yeah, so. yeah. So, <laughs> so I might get one. $10 tattoo. $10 yeah. tattoo. school. Honestly, I might do it. But I, I also <laughs> can't tell, like, how many I will want. Like, there, I have a ton of ideas that I would like, but then I don't want to end with, like, a bunch of tattoos. Or, like, I don't want to... Well, I don't know. You want to plan it out, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, I don't... I feel like... It'd be cool to have a lot of them, but like, I don't want to be old and be like, dang, these were so in style when I got them, and now they're just so gay. <laughs> like a freaking cow skull. Uh, <laughs> was, what is it? <laughs> yeah, cause like, oh, and I want to start getting one like every Halloween. Cause, <laughs> but also, and then I would have like a billion. That's but, so but cause, cause like, I would want to get an eyeball, and I want to get a ghost, and I want to get a skeleton. It's all just Halloween theme tattoos. What? Yeah, I don't know why, but <laughs> but I'd probably hate those for the, my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> but I still kind of want to do it. But I, I don't know. We'll see. And uh, God, it looks like you do have a lot of tattoos. I, I know. No, no. And I have like a ton of other ones written down in my phone that aren't spooky. But <laughs> I have one other tattoo idea, and it's gonna. Be, it's like a super small tattoo idea. But I have a birthmark on my knee, and it's in the shape of an exclamation point. And I was gonna get it outlined. <laughs> so I've seen people do that when they like outline will, their birthmark, like, incorporate their birthmark into it. And I think it's yeah, so, like cool. like I don't know what to do with it. Basically, like my birthmark on my knee is just a perfect exclamation point. It's just like nice little, little nice little small things. So I don't know if I should like outline it or do something else with it. So. That'd be kind of sick. You should, you should do that. Thank. Um. Spencer, what do you think that life is going to look like in the year 3000? 
That's a uh, that's a good question there. Uh, I honestly have no idea. From the sound of it, and from just different, uh, I don't know. Like 2020 has not been looking up, so yeah. it's it's uh, it's a it's a gamble there. Whether whether or not we're even gonna or what we're looking at in, as far as the human race goes, but I think that. As far as, like, from what I... I'm an outdoor recreation major right now at college, at SUU. And we've been learning a lot of uh, environmental science with that as well. And just from talking about just different um, sources and stuff that scientists have, have discussed, it, it seems as if that global warming and climate change are becoming a more prominent yeah. problem. And yeah. I think another problem with that is just our society in general and how much industrialization and just where we're at today I don't think is sustainable and I think that I, I honestly I'm not the person to ask like whether or not we'll be around or whatever the world will look like in 3000 but um, from some of the studies I've read in the figures it looks like we're going to be having like a big world crisis like problem problems that we need to address in the next you know, 50, 60 years, or else we're looking at big consequences. From what I've, from what I've read, for sure. No, yeah, same. I'm, I'm taking an environmental science class in high school right now, and I'm looking at the same things. Mm -hmm. Like, basically, if we don't change things like environmentally, and like start doing things in a more sustainable way, I think that the world in the future, in the year 3000, is just going to be. A worse life. Yeah, and I think that a lot of people misunderstand the idea behind um, sustainability and and like the environment and everything. I think that people hear it and they say like it's it's about it, it seems as if they don't care about the earth, but I don't really think I think it's a misunderstanding that everyone says save the earth, save the earth, but what it really comes down to is save the human race. It's, the earth will go on, you know, it's gone through so many different ice ages and different catastrophes and the earth will adapt, the earth will live on for sure, but uh, it's 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 up to, it's a question whether we'll be around to live on it and to, to see it, you know, but I think that's, yeah, I think it's a big problem that we're facing for sure. Yeah, but like another, like the biggest like problem is just like politics with it because like our president right now thinks that we shouldn't reduce like carbon emissions and things like that because he says, oh, it's just a natural occurring, it's a naturally occurring thing, global warming. And it is, but it's the fact that we're throwing like systems out of balance and we're speeding it up. Yeah, we're speeding it up. Oh yeah, like, human cause crazy. Sure. And so it's putting everything out of balance and species can't like adapt quick enough. And so that's like where it's going wrong. And so like one of the things I want to do in the future is like go into politics just so I can change things like this. Mm. That's so cool, yeah. It's that's something that was uh, a little bit like um, I don't know. In the in the most recent presidential debate, they or the first I guess presidential debate between uh, Joe Biden and President Trump, it was it was interesting to hear their opinions on that. And uh, I don't think either of them really have a good grasp about like what's at stake there and what the actual issues are. I think they're they're I'm sure they're just catering to whatever their party believes, of course, but, um, yeah, I think it is something that we do need to introduce <laughs> as a global 
um, threat, essentially, that we all should come together and work towards this because it's a big problem. And last year, I actually did like a, a research paper, a big research paper in my one of my classes for... Um, it was about, I, I chose to talk about the animal agriculture industry and how that's Im impacting the environment. And so that's actually one of the biggest reasons right now that I've leaned towards more of a vegetarian plant-based diet is because of environmental reasons. It shows that just the animal agriculture industry has um, contributed the most to greenhouse gas emissions, to water conservation, to mo almost every global catastrophe that we're facing right now, rainforest destruction, everything can be attributed to um, animal agriculture and, and the livestock industry. And so I've been I've been trying to reduce my intake of specifically red meats and uh, just kind of go a more sustainable plant-based diet. And I think that's something that I think that when we talk about environmental changes, like what can we do on a personal level? A lot of people talk about like you know making sure to turn off lights and taking shorter showers and then you know biking instead of driving places but i also think that one of the biggest things that we can do is um lean off and reduce our meat intake because it's it's a little bit i think it's excessive and yeah just as far as water conservation goes oh yeah yeah, yeah but not really greenhouse gas emissions you know but yeah um yeah, I just think that it's it's probably the best way to go. And individually, I recommend everyone to reduce their red meat intake for sure, and just work towards. I don't know, just being more aware. I think that's a big problem too. Is a lot of people just aren't aware of. Yeah, they're not educated. Yeah, educated in a nice way, you know. Yeah, definitely. And I I, I don't claim to be educated. You know, I I think that we can all we all have more levels of learning to do and on everything and. So I'm, I'm, I'm very much excited to look into more and, and to adjust my life accordingly to try living as sustainably as I can. Would you guys want to be alive to see what the changes are, if there are any changes in the year 3000? I'm sure there'll be um, changes. Would, would you guys like to be alive? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think, like, honestly, I'm kind of like a science fiction nerd. So, <laughs> you know, honestly, like, I think in the year 3000, I think people are going to be, like, hopefully, hopefully they're not all dead, but... Hopefully they're all like unified and everybody's working for one global cause. And I bet by the time three that by the year three thousand, everybody's gonna be like looking up to the stars and they're gonna be moving around like into the galaxy and whatnot. Like that's a long time away and like we're only starting now. And so like I'd want to see and like hopefully like go up to space or like see how the human race has like progressed because like it's only a matter of like time how of like when we get there when we like are able to go to like other planets and like yeah definitely see other things but the only problem is are we gonna like be around long enough to get there like we're gonna get there if we're just here long enough you know what i'm saying so. yeah like it's it's like we we could get to the point where yeah we're like going to other planets we're definitely gonna fill up this planet like quick because yeah. everybody's having a bunch of kids and stuff it seems and and like uh, there's a lot of contention like just in the world and it's like it seems like it's all building up and it, it seems like it's gonna all kind of blow up soon but like it, it could also um it could also work out and like if it did work out uh i think there there would be a lot of stuff that like people are living longer and longer because 
they're curing diseases. So it'll be interesting to see like if we if people get that disease or whatever, and then they can cure it or fix it or cope with it and like live a lot longer. It'll be interesting to see what new viruses or like sicknesses are killing people in that time. And then also like people with certain disabilities, like if you had like a walking disability or or if you like. Um, I don't know. I was talking about this with Caleb. Caleb's, uh, our other friend that's back home. Uh, well, he's on a, he's on a mission, but, uh, that's why he's not here right now. But, uh, he, we were talking about, like, people in the future maybe would have, like, if you had, like, a bad leg or a bad hip or something, you'd get it replaced, but it would be, like, kind of, like, bionic a little bit. Like, it'd be... Artificial, yeah. Yeah, artificial, and it, so it would be, like, way stronger, and, like, stronger than a normal person's leg, and, and he was like, yeah, eventually, like, when all, like, I'll be living for so long that, like, all of me will be, like, replaced, <laughs> and that's My freaking weird, yeah. but, like, everything's progressing so fast right now, and it's getting, and it's all accelerating, and constantly getting way faster and faster, the new things being invented and changed and improved that like that really could be a thing where like things could be like a, a whole lot different yeah there's like by an then. endless endless possibilities for sure like we could either destroy ourselves or we could be like pretty Even much stronger than yeah like ever. way stronger mm-hmm. yeah but also like the sad thing about that is if everybody was like could live forever because they can replace their body parts then everybody would live a horrible death because they wouldn't die from like certain like they wouldn't die from certain things because you could just replace those things so like the main way to die would be some like horrible death that you can't fix yeah maybe so yeah that would be it's very interesting to think about what what could be in the future for sure (laughs) and yeah like just so like in every every single thing would be like way different because it'll be way improved and like it like i don't remember who i if i was talking to you one of you guys about this but like race slowly like people mixing like when they get married uh with a different race and like have kids and stuff uh we were talking about like the theory i guess of like races will become less and less of a thing because of that yeah and like people will either like have a ginger afro and like green eyes <laughs> or or everybody will be like the same color but like that's kind of just a theory like obviously people marry their same race like pretty far down like usually you know just because that's how you grow up but it would be interesting to see if like everything is just kind of like it's just the human race and it's not like yeah, there's, people, there is though. Because it's, it's just weird how, like, everything's so different from other people. But I don't know, who, who knows? Because, like, that that thing, maybe it would change, maybe not. But. Yeah. That definitely makes sense. Thanks for the input. <laughs> um, Kale, tell me about your first kiss. <laughs> Come on. Oh, okay, well, I was in ninth grade. And, uh, it's with my current girlfriend who I've been dating for, like, three years. And I'm, so I'm a senior right now. I kissed her in ninth grade. 
And the first kiss was uh, in my basement while we were watching A Knight's Tale. <laughs> and I, she was actually like pretty much asleep, so it was oh. a pretty lame first kiss. <laughs> she was like pretty much asleep, like half asleep, and I'm like, hey, hello. And then I just like kissed her. Yeah, but you had Heath Ledger but on the screen. For there, me, it's so. insane, honestly. <laughs> so the first kiss was kind of freaking lame. The second kiss was a lot more badass, if I can say that. <laughs> yeah, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Remember we were talking about our favorite swears? Oh, yeah, here. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, freaking, uh, the second time I had a concert, and this is when my band was like, they weren't that good, and we had a concert, and it was like her first concert of me seeing, and we were the openers, and it was in this, uh, church, and so we played our show, and then after we played, I, like, was all, like, kind of in, like, a, you know, that kind of mood, you're just like, alright, I'm, I'm hot shit, time to hang out with the ladies, <laughs> and I go with the ladies, you know, it's basically, like, natural high on life after that show let me and just then, be the first to say none of us are in a band so no we don't know what that's like but yeah, it it's a great it's a great feeling it's a great feeling it's basically <laughs> like probably the best natural high i've ever felt is like after a good show anyways after that like the next band was like playing like a slow song i think it was like a cover or something and i get over and i'm like come on let's go dance let's go dance and then i go like dance her and it was like an, and then i kissed her and it was like an actual good kiss so you know normally like I, will, I, I, want, I just want to count that as my first kiss Because that one's a pretty badass first kiss But my, my actual first kiss sucked Like really bad <laughs> right. Spencer, tell me about your first kiss Yeah, it's pretty unremarkable It's not very interesting at all it was Like in front of her house it Wasn't in the car So it's better than the most But <laughs> yeah, it was just like Outside in her driveway or something like that It was pretty forgettable Not very special Kind of I don't think that, yeah, I don't know, I think that first kisses are pretty insignificant <laughs> um, in a lot of ways. Have you kissed her since then? Or did you kiss her anymore? Yeah, yeah, I ended up dating her for a while. But so it was significant. I suppose so, yeah, but it, it doesn't kiss? like stick out in my mind as a very significant moment in our relationship or anything like that. Okay. Is the second kiss better? Yeah, was the second um, kiss better? <laughs> damn. I have no idea. I don't remember at all. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> so I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the first kiss was more, for, like, more. Rem what is the word? Like, well, how did how did it even happen? Memorable. Yeah. Were you, like, memorable. How did it even happen? Um, it was after we we were we were hanging out for quite a while before then, and I took her on a date, and then yeah, I just ended up dropping her off and just walking her to her door and. Just kind of kissed her, so. So you initiated it. I did, yeah. All right. There's no way in hell she was going to, so. Aiden, first okay. kiss. Um. Well. Kiss with Vienna, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So. Mine was like when I was like a little kid, <laughs> but I like remember it like really good, so I feel like I can count it, but I don't know. So, like, that kiss was, it was just, like, kind of stupid, though. It was, like, uh, this girl I liked that I went to school with, and uh, we were hanging out, and I was, like, I just begged her to kiss me on the cheek. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then she went to kiss me on the cheek, and then I turned my head and kissed her on the lips. <laughs> How old were you? <laughs> uh, I was probably, like, <laughs> uh, probably, like, eight, I guess, maybe nine. You're a badass. <laughs> You're eight years old. But man. then, but then, like, I don't know if that can count. So maybe, uh, 
Um, maybe I'll go with uh, like. Well, I'll, I'll tell you the my first kiss with uh, Vienna, who I'm marrying tomorrow. Because <laughs> uh, that we were like we went on a date. We like hung out for like a week or so, and then we went on a date to uh, Costa Costa Vida or something, and then. After that, she was like, where do you want to go? And I just thought, like, for some reason, like, I, I have no idea why, but I thought of uh, <laughs> the temple that's, like, by the school. And I, I have no idea why I, like, thought of that. It's just completely random. And so I just said that. And then we went there and just, like, sat in the parking lot and talked for a while. And then, like, there's a point where we stopped talking and we, like, looked at each other. And I was like, uh, well... <laughs> and I, I moved in. I like moved in like a little bit and then she just like jumped towards me and like <laughs> our faces kind of like smacked together and it kind of hurt a little bit but, <laughs> but it was funny and then we like kissed some more and it was it's pretty good she wanted it man well yeah <laughs> it's it it good well my first kiss was like pretty insignificant it was like on my birthday <clears throat> in my like we went up the canyon and then like I wanted to like kiss her in the canyon you know like I want my first kiss in the canyon because it's like an amazing place yeah and we're like almost out and I'm just like wussing out the whole time and I'm like oh freak we're almost out so I just like lean over and I was like yeah so basically we just like we kiss and it was like the tiniest like like the smallest peck ever but, like I had nothing to compare it to so I'm like I get up I'm like oh yeah like all proud of it and stuff mm. and then <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was it was just like a pretty like insignificant first kiss, just like a tiny little thing. Well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, wait, 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 wait. Yes. But here, so that was with Mia. Huh? What? Mia. <laughs> so what? What was your first kiss with Emma? Because that was probably better. Huh? Yeah, my first kiss with Emma. It was like pretty funny because it was after homecoming, but Emma is Garrett's girlfriend. Yeah. So it was after homecoming and we couldn't drive. So my friend like drove us to like drop her off. And then he like wanted us to kiss. So he just like, you know, I, I, I start taking her to the doorstep and he just like drives off for a second. And we, like, homie, yeah. we get to the like the doorstep and we had already like, we already like liked each other and stuff. And like, we both knew we wanted to kiss each other but we were like really nervous. And so she's like, like freaking out and like like breathing heavily just like oh like i want to kiss you anyway <laughs> anyway so then i'm like emma like it's okay like take a deep breath but now when she tells the story she's like yeah garrett looked at me and he's like take a deep breath and that's not how it happened i was like emma take a deep breath <laughs> anyway but so then anyway so we like kiss and it was just like this like nice like embrace and like like a passionate kiss and like my, my friend like rolls down the street and is like honking and we're like screw up you know, anyway. but that was a much better kiss <laughs> well nice um let's see here why do you guys think that billions of people believe in god Ooh. hope hope yeah i think hope it's just like it's just i guess like, if you don't know where you are in life and you don't know your purpose, religion, like, gives you a purpose and a hope. And a while ago, Zach told me, he was like, you said to me, you're like, oh, yeah, be a good person and you're rewarded, be a bad person and you're punished. That's, like, every religion. And I was like, I didn't really, like, know what to say because I'm more religious than Zach. But then later on, I thought, 
Well, then just believe in that. Believe in being a good person and spreading hope and kindness. Like, I believe that, like, service is honestly the best way to, like, become happy. Whenever I'm sad and I do things for other people, I feel better, like, about myself, about humans, and I just feel happier. And I think, like, religion should be about serving others and being kind. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think that the idea of God is just, and the idea of faith and hope, it it definitely does uh, just kind of comfort a lot of people to know to have the idea of a creator who's watching out for you in in your hardest times or your lowest times you know i think that's a very comforting feeling as as humans when you know we all go through our highs and lows but like the idea of uh, someone being there who empathizes with your feelings and and like the idea of christianity where you know jesus christ who's the savior takes on all the sins of the world i think that's really relatable to a lot of people because the idea that this other person who you know your savior who who's been in your shoes and experienced every single everything that anyone has ever felt is you know it's very reassuring and comforting so i think that's a big part of the reason and and as well as just like the idea that humans want like want to know you know want to know what what the meaning of this life is and and search for you know how did we come about and all that just like that innate curiosity that we have to figure out where we came from and where we go and everything yeah and also like yeah it's it's kind of just like what what you're saying is um they're just like how did we get here and like how how are we here in this place like this place that's just perfectly put like yeah the perfect distance from the sun and like fitting together with the whole solar system and the whole galaxy and everything like how was this all made and i feel like it's just like you could be like oh it's all science blah 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 or you could i mean it's just different ways of looking at mm-hmm. whatever like different pers- you could, that perspective you, yeah sure. you can see it as like science or you can see it as like oh somebody some like super like powerful being made all of this and made all of us and we're here to like um like we're, we're gonna go back and have to answer to that supreme creator like and some people like some people it's not even they they don't see god as like a loving necessarily thing like they're they're like oh we have to answer to him and he'll punish us and mm-hmm. or whatever and they'll they'll be like oh yeah these like I'm being punished because this happened or they'll see it as like and they see that as their answer for like why a bad thing happened to them or the if they're or they'll be like oh this is a trial and I'm learning from it or I don't know and it and it's just like it's like an answer for them and also like if they feel like they've done something bad it's like they can find like I don't know it's it's like they it makes people belong, I guess, or something. I, I don't know. You know yeah. what I mean? I think, I think I agree with that. Just, like, the idea of giving a meaning and a purpose to your life. Because a lot of people without religion and God or, you know, whatever you want to call it, it's they, a lot of people are just lost and feel like they don't have a purpose and a, and a meaning. And I think it's just important that everybody finds their 
morals and their values as their person as a person and what they want to believe in like me personally i don't i don't know if i believe in a a uh, a god as in um like a a heavenly being a father god the father essentially i don't know if i believe in that concept i don't know if if god is a, a man or if it's if it's the the universe or if it's the the earth or whatever you want to call the truth and but i i just i think that it's important like garrett was saying to um make sure that we just treat everybody with respect and i think that's one of the most like beautiful things is sharing ideas and philosophies on life and and uh and just like kind of figuring out where we all fit into the spectrum you know yeah and and also like like I kind of said this or like you did or whatever but, but it's the people yeah you you kind of said this like um people will like live recklessly unless they have something that they're like something or like someone that they're answering to or like that that they can hold on to for like what they like their own rules and stuff and they, yeah, they're anchor. Like some people, yeah, like they're anchor. Like some people will, like I, I've met people that don't seem like super religious, but they're like really strict on following all the rules of certain religions because it's just it, like they they choose religion to be their their anchor for like yeah just how they yeah, yeah for their standards and like how they live their life and. Sometimes it's not even, it, it's just, uh, yeah, like, they they have that to hold on to, so that's why they, they believe in God, because it, it helps them live the way they want to live, I guess. Kale, do you have anything to add? Uh, yeah, when it comes down to religion, I think the main key point is comfort. Like, uh, I feel like comfort is the main reason why people have religions like you the people who are really strong in their religion and, and it kind of depends which religion they all feel safe and they feel they have like kind of a feeling of purpose and i feel like having a feeling of purpose kind of gives you comfort you know and like religions are kind of crazy like how they have developed like i'm learning i'm in the ancient history class and i'm learning about how all these uh like religions that we have today like christianity or like Judaism and like with the Hebrews and uh, Hinduism and Buddhism, like how they all kind of originated. And it's kind of crazy to like learn that like how people kind of take on those things. And there's many different ways to feel like comfort, like get comforted from like one, knowing that there's one being that's looking after you. And I don't know, I think it's kind of neat in that regard. Spencer kind of touched on the question already, or he gave an answer already. But do you guys believe in God or a God? Um, well, yeah, I, I'd say I believe in, like, I, I don't necessarily think it's like, uh, like a, a guy that is just like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, like, I, I feel like God is, like, everything, and he can be like, nothing, you know? Yeah. Like, he's everywhere and nowhere, and he's, like, like, he's in, if, like, sometimes I'll be 
looking at a, a scene, like a scenery, and it's just like God's face, basically. Yeah, this is God for sure. Like, I felt that too. Yeah, and I'll like look at a spider web and like a spider crawling around on it. Yeah. And like another bug flying into it, and I'm like, there's like, it's just everything is God, but yeah. he's also, it's not like he is. You know what I mean? He's like, so you're saying God is kind of like an idea almost and not like well, a physical thing? Well, I feel like he's... Like, I, I don't... I, I feel like when we die, it's not like it's not like we're going to be a bunch of spirit, like ghost people that look like humans necessarily. Like, I think that we... I feel like it'll be boy entities and girl entities and we'll like be able to feel that and we'll be able to know who each other are I guess but we'll kind of just be like there without being there I guess I mean we I feel like we can take the form of anything like God and like God I'm explaining this so bad I, <laughs> I'm, I'm seriously like no way man so bad. No, I, I, I'm, follow, I'm following like, what you're saying like I, I kind of have been like into the idea of reincarnation lately and me i too like, me too definitely yeah, yeah, yeah because, i'll talk about that in a minute but yeah because like there's i have memories that i swear are like actual memories that aren't from like my life and and i'll have like dreams and like i'll go random places that are super nostalgic that i've never been to and and i'll be like oh i know what's around this corner and i'll go around the corner and i'll like see it and that's just I feel like if that is the case then when we die we're not gonna look like me how I look right now we're gonna be like these really smart beings that have like lived multiple lives and we can like look like however we want to look like or we can just not look like anything or we can look like a ball of light floating around yeah or we can you know whatever but yeah I don't think it's it's I don't think it's smart to set our our minds, our underdeveloped minds, to, to I, I need it, let's not um, I mean, like, I don't think it's, it's possible for us to grasp what we're going to be in our next life, I think it's, yeah, I don't think it's, like, possible for us to even imagine and to make sense of what we could be in the next life, because it's just, we already have this, our set limitations in our head, I think, so we don't really know. At least for me, that's that's I, I have no idea in the next life, but yeah, yeah. Like growing up in the LDS Church, I think, like similar to a lot of Christians, uh, the idea of of uh, God creating us in His own image and to reflect who He is, and so I th- I don't I don't necessarily think I believe that God is a man, like you were saying, like that or or that we are like what human beings I don't think are what gods are or anything like that yeah. but well it's like yeah kind of I mean okay I feel like if people have seen God or like angels or something I mean the angel thing it's hard to figure out when I also kind of am into like reincarnation because it's like well where, where are the angels coming from or whatever but like if people have been seeing them in real life and they look like humans then then it's kind of like they maybe they can just take that form so it's not so they know that we're like still what they are 
or what they will be. And and I with God, it's like I do believe they're in God. I feel like, but and it like when I see everything and I can feel some kind of presence, it's in my mind. It does feel like a heavenly, like no, like a loving. Like, it feels, like, good, like, loving, and, like, not demanding or rude, and I feel like it's, like, a man, and I still pray, like, to a god, but I feel like there's parents, if, if it is that way, it's, like, parental structure, yeah, yeah because it, it's just how it, I mean, that's just how it works down here, at least, and it seems like that just, it just makes sense, because, like, what, the idea of a family, what I'm, yeah, like, what I'm lacking as a human, Vienna is gonna make up for it. That's why she's my like second half, basically. Like she, she, and like together, that's how you like. That's how everything goes. Like that's how it works. That's how there's more people, and uh, and I feel like there, if God, if there's a God that is a male entity, then there's, I also believe there's like a female entity, and I feel like. I don't know, it's just, like, you... Two you, halves of yeah, the same hole, yeah. Yeah, and you, like, look at the ocean on the, in the waves, and you can see animals out there, and there's, like, a bird, birds, like, fly out, and it's just, like, two... In my mind, it's just, like, two people smiling. <laughs> yeah, like, two like, halves. It's, like, you can just feel, like, love from, from the earth and, like, from all these creations, and you look at the stars and the sky and the universe... And you can, like, feel that there's something more than just science happening. And it, and you can feel, like, some kind of power that's beyond what we know, I guess. I'm still, I'm still explaining all of this completely like that. <laughs> I, I don't know how to, like... No, that makes sense. I know what you're saying. I get yeah. what you're saying. But, yeah. Eric, Kale, do you guys have anything to add? Yeah. Um, personally, I believe... That there's a god that looks just like us and that's kind of a reason why i don't want to get tattoos it's just like out of respect for the god that i believe in i just think oh i want to live my life with the body i have without like putting a tattoo on it or getting piercings that i that's just like a personal thing and obviously like i think tattoos are really cool still though like Zach has tattoos, Hayden has that little line on him, and I have, like, like, my girlfriend just got a third piercing, and, like, I don't want those on myself, but I don't, like, judge those things. I think some people leave religion because they think, oh, everyone seems so judgy, and I think that the people in religions can become corrupt, but I think that, the doc like, the doctrine and beliefs that I believe in, like, what's been said isn't corrupt. I think that it's just the people that become corrupt, and don't actually follow like because my religion like the leaders of my religion have said oh don't judge others and you should love everyone and then there's people in the religion that don't do that they don't love everyone and they do judge so people view my church as wrong basically um i don't really know how i was going with this i just thought i should show oh, yeah, that. I, I, that i get that for sure yeah. i think it's i think there does need to be a separation between the actual religion and what they believe and to not yeah. dissuade the two and to separate them for sure i think yeah. that needs to be a distinct difference but 
Yeah, I, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, I literally feel like religion is almost like a bad word. Like, I feel like we should just get rid of that word because... It has so much stigma behind yeah. it now, yeah. It's just, like, beliefs. Yeah. That's why, that's why I'm, like, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, as far as, like, um, like, I've been raised in the LDS church, and then, like, a lot of that stuff, I still, like, a lot of the basic principles of stuff, I totally agree with, and so, in Vienna, like, it, she agrees with all that stuff, and she's planning on, like, we're, we're basically planning on raising our kids in the church, but explaining, like, how we specifically view things, and we're gonna tell them, like, how they can view things, like, how they, how they, like, they, they should use their own judgment on everything, because, mm-hmm. like, they shouldn't think, like, be a follower. Yeah, yeah, like, they, they need to figure it out for themselves, they don't need to believe what we believe, they don't need to believe what their friends believe, but they can, but, like, they should really figure out for themselves, like, what they believe is wrong and right, and what they believe they should hold on to, and, uh, but I, what I was gonna say before that, and then I, like, sighed because (laughs) that, I don't really, I'm not really into, like, organized religion, because, because there's, like, so much other person, like, um, personal ideas mixed in with stuff like that, that, like, every, every different leader you talk to, like, has their own personality mixed into certain things that are are supposed to be, like, um, doctrine, I guess, and it's, sometimes that's where certain things can get messed up, like, uh, I don't know, it's just, I think it's good for everybody to kind of, like, really question everything they've ever known, and then, like, everything, every idea and concept that they, like, completely agree with and, like, know that they believe in, they put it back into, like, their beliefs, but, like, certain things people just do blindly without questioning it, because that's what they've done their whole life. Yeah, definitely. And they, they, they just are like, oh, yeah, this is how it is, but that's not like, because there's so many people that do that, and they, they say, religion is what keeps me grounded in this, these, like, church things, like, I love, like, people will stay with them and still love it and completely believe in it, and they know that they completely believe in it, and that's good, and, like, like, with Garrett, he knows, he knows what he believes in, and he's, like, questioned it, I'm sure, and he knows what he believes, and that's, like, that's good, because he, he has his beliefs, but people sometimes will just be, like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, religious, I go to church, or whatever, but they have no idea what they're, like, actually doing, you know, like, they're just, they just do it because it's, like, what they've always known, yeah, yeah, and, and, they follow certain things because that's just what everybody around them does or, like, everybody at church does or what their parents do. And I think it's good to, like, really take a second to, like, wonder mm-hmm. why think, we think do... Think for yourself. Like, yeah, why... Yeah, we, critical thinking. Yeah, like, why do we do these things? Why do we believe these things? Is this what I actually yeah. personally believe? And if it is, 
then hell yeah. <laughs> and if it's not, then you can take that out of your personal practice of like religion or mm-hmm. like your how you live your life. And, yeah. 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 Kale, what about you, man? <laughs> All right. So me, I pretty much know that there's a God, and the first reason that I like that I actually, like, realized and knew that there was a God, and it's kind of a weird kind of way that I found out, and it's actually looking at the opposite side, like, I knew that there are terrible, terrible things in this world, like, there are demons, like, I know for a fact that there are demons and that there is a devil, like, there is a dark side, like, there's people, like, basically, and so, like, there can't be a devil, like, I know there's, like, actually people who are just out to hurt people, and, like, they actually, like, listen and conjure and follow something that tells them to do these terrible things and it's not just like just normal people like they actually I know that they follow like a terrible way of thinking and then there's always an opposition like there can't just be a devil and so I basically know that there's a god that is like pulling on the other side of people and then that's what's creating all the great people who have great intentions and basically it's those intentions that like make people great and like they follow god's intention and god like tries to pull people with their intentions and i feel like that's kind of what he's doing like it only makes sense as like he's i feel like god is maybe trying to like weed out the weak ones the ones who can follow his intentions and basically know that he is like kind of all powerful and to be like him and i don't know that's kind of like one thing that i like realized a little bit ago that that is like kind of my set in stone reason why i know god is real like but God's intentions, I feel like that's what varies between different, like, various different people. Like, everybody believes God wants you to do different kinds of things. But, and whether it's you're, like, a Hindu, or if you're from Islam, or you're Mormon, or you're just a Protestant, or whatever, like, uh, you basically just follow God's intention whatever way you are. And basically, whatever religion you are, you are following a higher power's intention, which is what you believe in is God. And I feel like no matter what you do, and you're following that good intention, like no matter what, like religion is like right or wrong in the end, like I know if you have a good mind and you follow the good intention and all the good like feelings from God, I know that you will be like, you'll be saved in the end. And those people who are the weak ones who follow the demons and the devils are going to not make the cut, basically. And I don't know. I feel like I I realized that. And then it's basically the hard part is just finding one that you click, like a religion that you click well with and you feel like is meant for you. So that's why it's like not good to judge anybody for any of the religions or like anything else. Because basically it just comes down to if they feel like they're on the right path and they feel like they're following that good intention with this God, which is God's intention, then they're doing the like they're doing great. And that's just kind of I don't know. That's the kind of spiel I have on that. <laughs> Mine's Very a little nice. bit shorter. Hey, no, that's not a problem. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. My next question is again directed at whoever wants to answer first. I suppose. What are you afraid of? I want to answer this. Um, I'm afraid of spiders. And I'm afraid of long hotel hallways. Like, even just barely... Like, ever. I'm with all my... Like, I'm with all these people. But if I'm walking in the back, it, like, freaks me out. I, like, can't help but think there's, like, just something behind me. It's so creepy to me. And I also think... Yeah, that's actually... 
<laughs> Those are the only two things I'm afraid of. Just kidding, I'm actually really afraid of just, I guess, like demons and ghosts. Because I sleep alone in the basement and it's like dark, but also <laughs> a little bit light. And I'm serious, like, I literally, ugh, I hate demons and I hate ghosts. <laughs> Bad ghosts. Good ghosts are allowed. Good ghosts are welcome. Kale, what are you afraid of? Uh... I'm kind of like, I feel like I'm kind of like a weird person when it comes to fearing things, because I feel like I'm not afraid of too many things, like, I'm not, af I'm not really afraid of death, or I'm not really afraid of, like, anybody, like, like, I'm never scared of really anything, like, people know they, like, can try to scare me, and I never get scared of really anything, but there are a couple things that I'm scared at, and I'm not really proud to be scared of them, like, one thing that I'm really scared at about is all the time, I'm really, like, scared about the future, like, I kind of fear the future and like what's gonna happen to me in the long run mm -hmm. like what's like am i making the right decisions now and i kind of get stressed out about that all the time like <laughs> and that that's kind of one fear that i have and the other fear is oh yeah and basically how i like i hate fighting with people it's like kind of a thing that i just hate a ton and so basically i kind of fear like tearing people down and basically like ruining their like days or like even like lives because of like something I say like I would feel really terrible like if it was somebody like that I knew and I ended up hurting them. Okay. I guess those are like two fears. Yeah, those are valid fears. Spencer? Um I honestly can't think of anything like like if this was asked as like just a common question you know like what are you scared of I uh, whenever I am asked that I have no idea what to say because I can't really I have like no common fears really but I think like um if you want to get like more more serious <laughs> I would say that I'm like a little more scared of just um not learning as much as I can or like not living up to my potential essentially regretting um like knowing that I could have done better at something and I willingly did not perform or I did not yeah. Or I didn't choose to learn more. I didn't, you know. I I wanna, I wanna like. I want. I just don't want to have any really regrets. Essentially, I'd say. Okay, Hayden. Um. Well, every time, like I've had lots of different fears like throughout my life, but every time I have one, I try to make it not a fear anymore because I don't want to be afraid of stuff so like if, there, if I notice something that makes me uncomfortable I just try to kind of be around it more or like know expose more. yourself to it yeah expose myself yeah. to it like way more because uh just because I don't want to have a fear but I'm still I mean I was like way scared of spiders before and now I'm like not that scared of them but like still working on it but one thing that I, like, cannot freaking get a grip on, and it's getting worse, I swear, is I'm, like, terrified of public speaking and, like, being in front of groups. <laughs> like, tomorrow is going to be rough. Like, I seriously am, like, scared that I'm going to, like, pass out <laughs> when we're, like, doing the wedding because it's just so scary. And, like, what? Is it, are you scared of being in front of all these people or are you more are you just nervous because you're getting married like is, do you no, think that's just, a part of it no not even like i mean i was like excited to get married like my entire life 
until the moment when I realized we we were doing a wedding in front of like a ton of people. <laughs> like, and then I was like, no, um, yeah, so no, I just like I was looking for every way I could to like. I was like, maybe we should just do the ceremony like privately, <laughs> and then and then just have like a fun party. But yeah, like I mean. It's something that I need to get over, and it's something I just need to suck it up. I don't want to have this fear in my life, and it it holds me back from like a lot of stuff. Like even when it's like small, I mean, like our group of buddies, it was different because we're all friends and stuff. But Very like comfortable, yeah. Some of the I don't know, just standing up in front of like people. There's like we we went to church. Uh, in this small town we were living in, um, me and V, up in Alaska, and uh, this past summer, and uh, I said the prayer once at church, and I was literally like shaking <laughs> so bad. And there's like 11 people that go to that church, <laughs> and and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. Like, like yeah, I I'm just I need to get over it, and I need to like realize that it doesn't matter. But like because I'm so fearful I like feel so shaky and like so awful and that sometimes like makes it like makes it actually embarrassing like I feel like people can tell Mm. and it sucks (laughs) so that's one thing that just I can't get a grip on but I need to and I will and I also uh, I'm not afraid of heights or anything like that but I'm really scared to go bungee jumping I've never tried it, but I already know it's going to freaking scare the shit out of me, but I'm definitely going to do it, and yeah, I don't know why. It's That's just, awesome, dude. Yeah, I don't, I have no idea why. Like, I've gone cliff jumping, I've jumped out of a plane, but bungee jumping sounds so scary. <laughs> um, this is going to sound like a threat, but I don't mean it to sound like that. <laughs> how would you guys like to die? <laughs> Um, I think that plane crash. What? Maybe. No, that'd be so sad and just scary. I definitely. It'd, it'd be tragic. Yeah, that'd, that'd be a tragic accident. I definitely want to die from a plane crash or. Oh my. Yeah, just a plane crash. That's it. <laughs> I mean, I want. Why? I, I want to survive a plane crash, and then I want to die from a plane crash like later on when I'm like, <laughs> probably like when I'm 77 or something. But, uh, if not, then that's fine. But I just do not want to die from, like, being an old freaking fart. Okay, well, to that point, I agree. I think that if I get to the point where I'm starting to lose my mind and just become old and frail and <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm about to die, I think I'd like to just jump off a cliff yeah. at that point. Because, I mean, there's no pain there, and I think it'd be fun, be exciting as your yeah. last moments there, you know? Just kind of coming to terms with it. You make, you jump, so you're making the own decision of just, yeah, I've lived a good life, and I'm old, I've, you know, I'm, my body's done, I think it's, a uh, that's the way to go for me. <laughs> um, I want to die old, but not frail, and, like, not be able to do anything, but I want to be, like, an old grandpa, and yeah. I want to, like, be married, mm-hmm. and be happy, and, like, I wish I could die just, like, hoping, like, going to bed with my wife 
and we're just like you know gonna wake up in the next morning and keep living life and i just like we just like don't wake up okay. yeah yeah i yeah. was gonna say the like same. we both are just like happy and like laughing Content, yeah and then we just never wake up we just for some reason just go to sleep forever yeah i'm, I'm down for that too. <laughs> those are the the two ways i would go or just like i would like die same laughing as- with like my love you're just like ha <laughs> We're just like, yeah, we're laughing, just like laughing, laughing too hard. <laughs> we literally laughed so hard, we just, we just, just died. That's you're, cute. You're both like crying and freaking out. You're like, <laughs> 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 That'd be a cute way to end it. Uh, it's kind of a weird, that's kind of like a weird question to think about, because I don't really think about like death too much, but I guess like if I were to, like if I were to die, I'd like want to die while like doing something like, like fighting for like a reason or like a cause like oh, if i'm yeah. fighting for like a let's say like a political reason and i really believe it and like something is terrible and i'm really fighting for this and let's say i get like shot while trying to bring peace or something like i'd be okay with dying for that or like if it's for if it's for humanity like if i'm like like if i'm like in the army or something i'm fighting for my country and like and if i die like get shot and die out there like i would be totally okay with that like doing something for somebody else and like dying in the process is probably the best way to go for me so i don't know i don't hopefully like hopefully i can get through those things and then like you don't have to die but like i think people who die fighting for something are like it's a noble thing it's it's just the most noble noble thing thing and like that is the best way to die for those people yeah i'd be down for that uh what do you guys think happens when we die um i think that I think that we don't just, like, go straight to heaven and be judged in a way. I feel like we, I feel like we go to heaven and I feel like we meet God and we find out the truth and then we start going to work and, like, trying to make the world a better place as, like, a spirit, I guess, and bringing happiness to people's hearts and, yeah. yeah. I think that we keep doing work. Um... As of right now, I don't really associate or affiliate myself with any organized religion, but I would, um, like, I think in my spiritual experiences that I've had, um, which have been mostly outdoors, honestly, and just, like, when I'm close to the earth and when I feel connected to the, just life and and the universe and all of, all of, uh, the different creations throughout, you know, everything, I, I just... That's when I feel the most alive and everything. But um, when I, I like through my spiritual experiences when I that I've had, I felt that, like Hayden was touching on earlier about the idea of reincarnation, um, I felt like some very strong urges and some or not urges, uh, just feelings of of that, and that I've lived a certain life before, and that I've done that. And so what I felt essentially is that. Uh, the afterlife, or whatever you want to call it, is just, is just us dying and getting reincarnated into a new, new entity or into a new being and living that life, and then dying, reincarnating into nothing, into a different thing. And I think to me, that that's the idea of eternal life is just once we just keep on living until we experience absolutely everything, just keep on dying and getting reincarnated until we experience everything. And I think that's the idea of the afterlife for me at least and what I've felt in my spiritual experiences um what I think is like we would 
this is kind of what I'm thinking lately, is we'd be reincarnated, and, like, we'd either, I mean, just how it works, like, if you're good, if you're, like, doing good, then, like, you'd go up a level, you know, if you're doing bad, you'd go down a level. As a human, or as, like, anything? Well, I don't know, that, that, that's the part that I, I'm not, I'm not, like, sure about, because, yeah, I, I, I feel like it depends, kind of, like, if you're super, super awful, maybe you need time to be a dog or something, you know, or maybe you need a, like, maybe, maybe you become a cricket for, like, five seconds, and then you get hit by a car or something, I don't know, like, maybe you just live a life, a short life as a bug or something, or maybe you, Mm -hmm. I think that could be a thing, or, but, like, if you're being, like, a really good person, maybe you come back as a person that's, like, put in a different situation, maybe it's a worse situation, but, like, you'll improve a lot, or maybe it's, like, a better situation, and you'll see those, we'll see how you do, like, in that better situation with more money or something, what you do with your money, like, and, and you'd see how you do it in different based, situations. Based on that is yeah, is well, what happens to your next life, is that what you mean? Yeah, but mm. so so then in the end, you'd basically live and keep being reincarnated until you can, like, make it all the way to, like, your best self. self. Mm. And then how how well you do there, like, that's when you move on and you can become, like, maybe maybe that's when you become, like, some kind of angel or something. Or like some kind of spirit thing. When you've matured enough as a yeah. as yeah. a being, as a soul. Yeah, and then during that time you can learn about like that whole spiritual side of everything. And that's when you like you'll do even more learning. Maybe you do a bunch of service, like what Garrett was saying, or maybe you like I don't know, but then then you can like be I feel like also with God, like what I was saying is like he can be anything and nothing, but like, I feel like he can take any form, and if you want him to look like a person, maybe you get to your full potential, and you meet God, and you can have him look like a person, and like, talk to him, and he like, you know, or, or maybe he's just, whatever, just something that's there, and you're there, and you, you know, because like, it'd be weird if you're just both nothing and talking, but like, or like, communicating, but I feel like something, you, there'd be something, and you'd be communicating and talking, and you'd remember all your lives and stuff, and, uh, and, like, you would eventually do something. I mean, I kind of feel like we come here to learn so that we can, yeah. like, one day, I mean, that's one thing that, I don't think other religions know this, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think it's just LDS people that believe you'd be a god someday but i i feel like i i could see that being a thing like we come here and learn everything learn tons and tons of stuff and then we go to the spirit world do some work do whatever and then like eventually become gods and like we're we're everything and nothing and we're creating all this stuff um but that's like uh also also when i die though um I don't want to be, like, I don't want to be, like, I don't want the people at the, uh, what is it called, mortician thing? Mortuary. Mortuary. I don't want them to do anything. Like, I want to die, and 
like just be dead and then be like part of the earth like decompose into the earth yeah. yeah like either just like left somewhere and then i'll just naturally become part of the soil or since that would be weird if people just like <laughs> i mean i mean it'd be it'd be like off in the the woods or the desert or something but like maybe that would still be weird so like they could even just bury me like when when we were up in alaska for the summer um it was for, we were working by, for a lodge by the way if you're the viewers were wondering but um we this guy died and the guy we were staying with was the bishop and this other dude was in the ward so we buried the guy and we just like he i mean they didn't they don't have a mortuary out there there's like 400 people in the town so we just buried this dude That's like interesting. and and another guy in town made him a box it's like a pine wood box and we just put the guy in there and like put him in his religious clothes that he wanted to be buried in and then we just yeah we lowered him in with rope we dug him a hole buried him in and you know like there he resides that that wood is gonna rot and become part of the soil he's gonna become part of the soil and like it, there's no like weird preservatives like i just want to like become mixed in with the soil like that which is kind of weird but like i, I mean like that. that's, that's kind of what i want <laughs> That's not part of the question or, or whatever, but, <laughs> but I just kind of wanted to, I we'll just, take it. yeah, I kind of wanted to say that. That's what's uh, going to happen here. Afterlife is kind of a, a like a, a sketchy topic because it's different basically for everybody. And the truth of the matter is nobody knows, like yeah, nobody, nobody knows, knows. Yeah, no matter like, no matter how confident you are, no matter how religious you are, you like truly will never know yeah. unless you're dead. And so it's kind of something that like, you just don't really know and you just kind of hope that it's right and that's kind of what all religions kind of lead to in the end is like which one's right and it's like kind of that the peak is the afterlife and so many religions vary in what happens but it basically comes down to like kind of what, what i believe in god i kind of feel like i kind of feel like in the end like the afterlife you're going to be punished for if you do bad things and you're going to be like you're going to get I don't know, get good? I don't know. <laughs> You're going to get rewarded. Rewarded, yeah, that's the word. You're going to get rewarded if you do good things. And so I kind of like, if like I'm going to believe in like religion, I, I like do want to believe in the Mormon religion, which is the plan of salvation. I feel like it's like truly the most fair to us humans and truly the most like great for us. And I feel like it feels like it has a purpose to it. Like to me, I feel like I have a, it has a purpose once I die. And I feel like I would mostly stick with that. But the truth of the matter is, you never know. Yeah, I'd agree with that. You just, it's all up to our own interpretations. Like, for me, I I think that experience is very important. And experience is everything. And my way of thinking, and that's, like, kind of what's uh, led me to believe in the idea of reincarnation until you've essentially experienced everything, you know? If, I'm just, like being reincarnated in not only on just this earth on any other any other living life form you know you just experience yeah. everything in the universe essentially and that's just like what i think god is that's what the afterlife is i think that everybody is is god i think that's that's what i've i've come to yeah. in my spiritual knowledge is just um the flow of the universe whatever you call it. it's kind of sounds very uh hippie-ish but <laughs> but yeah i think that 
that's what I've come to to know and to understand. Yeah, and if it makes you happy and if it makes you yeah, exactly like, comfortable, then then that's great. Like, yeah, that's, I think that's that all we, that matters. Like if it makes you die mm-hmm. with reason. Like I feel bad, honestly. Like like not to like rip on atheists or anything, but I feel bad for like atheists like thinking in like yeah, it's a sad hitting, way of thinking, hitting, for hitting sure. the deathbed and just knowing like I don't. I don't think anything's gonna. I think this is just it. Mm, like yeah. it's it's kind of sad for me to like. It is sad. It's a sad way of thinking. But like even like even if like somehow that is true. Like if we just die, we just die. Then like and if you truly think that and it's just truly sad, like it doesn't have to be that way. You can just like think and just have a happy death with believing in something. You know. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like just a thought. You know, like it's truly something that nobody really knows mm-hmm. yeah what is your self-confidence based on my self-confidence is based on my self-confidence is based on like what do you mean like, like your self-confidence like where does it come from um i guess like, someone else has an answer first, well, like I, no, no, I, no, I would say I would say like a better way to like explain it for myself is like my self confidence like depletes when I guess like somebody I care about ignores mm. me, like whether it's intentional or on accident, like when I'll be saying something to somebody and then I'm like, did you hear that? And they're like, wait, what? That like kills my self confidence, and when I'm like, oh, it's just at all, yeah, yeah. Like even though like they yeah. do it on accident, maybe sometimes like I think that's the biggest thing that like makes me feel like complete shiz <laughs> is like. When somebody just like isn't like engaged in yeah. like a conversation with or, you, or yeah. like when you yeah. when you say something to them and then they like don't even register it in their brain at all. They yeah. they just start talking to someone yeah. else and you're just like yeah, holy crap, you had that's to have like, heard that, dude. Yeah, yeah that makes yeah. me so sad whenever I'm like sharing a piece of music or like one of my favorite movies or books or something with someone and and then they, they never like follow up with it or whatever. Like yeah, do or, no. yeah, I'm like damn man. Uh, or you show them a song. Oh, you show them a song and then they like turn it down or they like uh, yeah they talk, talk over it when you're like when you're showing it, it yeah. to them yeah or, or no 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 or like when you show them a song and they're like oh this just reminds me of another song and then they change the song and you're <laughs> yeah. like what the my, freak my dad does that my dad does that with every single song we ever play on Alexa you know, you're like oh listen to the song and he's like oh my gosh this reminds me of uh, hey Alexa play it and you're like oh my gosh we listened to the song for 15 seconds. Uh, but for me, it's mainly the first part of mine. Just when somebody, like, completely just, I guess, like, prioritizes other thoughts over what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. That's what I gain my confidence from, like, people actually caring about what I talk about. Mm. There. I'll, yep. answer, I'll probably answer that. I get my confidence from how, like, knowledgeable I am on things. Like, I really get my confidence yeah. from my knowledge. Like, I feel like... Especially, like, when I get into new things, I try to just, like, learn things right off the bat as hard as I can. And then when I, like, there's people around me who know more about that thing, I lose all my confidence. And it's kind of like a problem. Like, when I'm, like, sometimes, like, when I'm around other musicians who I know are better than me, I, like, sometimes just, like, get down on myself. And I'm like, oh, I'm, like, not as smart as this guy. What am I doing? Like, and I kind of basically lose my confidence. And I kind of need to, like, basically work on that. And to basically just, like, not care and to just, like, know that people have to start from somewhere, but... You should think of it in a positive way and think, like, pretty hey, much. I am, like, I know, they know more than I do, but they have something that they can teach me. Yeah, pretty much. You know, and yeah, just see what I you totally can learn. Because yeah. you like learning anyway, like mm-hmm. you just said, and so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, learning is just, like, 
I feel like it's just like part of me. Like I'm always like learning just like random crap. Yeah. That's... And and so like I feel like a lot of things in my life is based on like my knowledge on things and mm-hmm. just like I'm like one of the weirdos who just watches like YouTube videos about like weird like knowledge things and listens to like podcasts about like weird like sci-fi or that's a good like thing, history cool. history <laughs> history stuff i like listen to history stuff all the time you listen to hardcore history like yeah like deep history oh, stuff so like ancient like i dig ancient world history and basically how everything came to be and like what they thought at the time like it kind of just like blows my mind to like think in the like time period that like other people were thinking of like what would it be like to be in that time period and what would like it be like to think and i don't know that's kind of going off topic on the question but yeah, like, I guess knowledge would be mine. Spencer? Um, I'd say that my confidence comes, I think it's just a lot of internal um, thinking and, and development, essentially. Like, I, I think once you come to understand who you are as a person, it kind of reassures you to the point where, well, at least for me, I, like my confidence I feel like after understanding more my values and what how I want to treat people and how I want to go about this life I think that it just gives me more of a confidence because I don't necessarily care very much about what someone thinks about me not in a bad way though like I, I, I do want I want to reflect like good and not poorly on when I'm, when I'm trying to like introduce myself and everything, of course, but I also think it's important not to like think too much about that and, and to not like, cause I'm sure we, we all like get in our heads and we always like blow things out of proportion, like take a situation and make it worse than it actually happened, you know, or, or whatever. But I don't know. I think that, yeah, when, when you come to understand yourself, it's a lot easier to to portray yourself more confidently. I completely agree with that. Like, same thing with, like, I just had a bunch of friends who were drinking alcohol and smoking weed. And, like, if I was, like, knowing my values, I'm, like, more confident to be like, oh, no thanks, like, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Just because I know my values. But, like, back then when I'm like, oh, yeah, these are my values, but, like, I don't know why, I'd be like, uh, yeah, like, no, no, I'm good. But then, like, you know, they could probably convince mm-hmm. me pretty easily. But now I'm just like, oh, no, like, if I do that, I want to wait for the right moment. Or, like, I just don't want to do that because I know my values. It's like, yeah. I see what you're saying. Definitely. Yeah, like, I, I, I think that experience and exposure is, is really good as well, you know. Like, for example, when I rock climb for the first time, like, at first, sometimes I get scared and, you know, fall. But after doing it multiple times, you know, you get you gain that confidence, you know, and you can go at it stronger without fear and I think that applies to almost anything. Uh, so, my confidence, I don't really have very much. <laughs> your, <laughs> Honestly, your anti-confidence is, is public dude, speaking though. Right? Yeah, dude, <laughs> dude my, my, okay. I gotta work on that. I feel like, I mean, I feel like I kinda agree with each of you. And also, uh, when I'm physically active, I find I'm more mm-hmm. confident. And uh, I guess I just get random bursts of confidence, I guess. Or maybe it's like when I'm when I'm working or like when I'm. So, like, so you'd say you gain confidence from experience? 
Well, uh, more like. I think what? you gained your confidence from alcohol. Eh? <laughs> out, uh, no. Cut this out. Cut this out. <laughs> no, no. Uh, uh, I don't know. I. Okay, one thing. I guess, kind of, just so I have like a, an answer is like making people laugh. I guess. I mean, I mean that's that's one way. I guess it just it breaks the tension when people are, laugh, and when it's because of you, you feel good. I guess, but and then and then you feel like you have more room to just be whatever you want to be or something. But I don't know if that's really it. I think I think when I, I don't know. it's it's kind of hard. Uh, it is a hard question. Like I whenever I. I'm I'm interested to hear what you have to say though too, because I'm like growing up and like being friends with you earlier on. I I don't know what you're talking about. I feel like you have like a good amount of confidence to the point where you know who you are and you know your values. And I that was that was something I always like respected about you, honestly. Like growing up cool. and seeing that, like I think that's another good way of gaining confidence is like seeing it in your friends and and people that you love and people close by to you, and it can if you like fall in their example in some ways and some aspects i think it can help as well yeah i guess it's like well it's kind of what all of you guys are saying like you know yourself you know what you believe you like basically have it all figured out for yourself like you know if whatever like you you know yourself you know um how you feel about different things you know your answers to like certain things you'll be offered in life like um things you know that you want to do in life things you know you don't want to do in life and just knowing all that or like knowing what you're talking about and just i mean i pretty much agree with all three of you but also uh, just i feel like a lot of it is just uh like yeah it's just how you initially present yourself and and also a lot of it is just in your brain like i feel like all of those things i like i know for the most part i mean there's still more i gotta learn but like i know myself pretty well and i know what i want and what i believe and how i feel about stuff but (laughs) but uh and i like am educated and stuff like that but uh, a lot of it is just like in my mind I'm like less than what I actually am in my like uh, like it's it's just like I'll I'll be like talking to people and I'll think that I am like less than what I am I'll think that I look a certain way I'm talking a certain mm-hmm. way I'm like look I, I, it, it's just always in my mind that I, I'm kind of like something else and uh different from what i want to be Mm. and no matter what people say to me i just can't get it out of my mind and it's hard to get it out and i know that like at some point i'll know like like i'll have way more confidence in myself and all that but it's just something that's like a mental block like just thinking that everybody's viewing me a certain way and it's like way less than what I actually am and what people actually view me as it's just a mental block and I'm Mm -hmm. still trying to like figure it out I guess 
uh, where I can <laughs> get my confidence from. So I guess, I guess my answer is I don't, I mean, I, my answer is still what the things I said, I guess, what they said and making people laugh. I guess. But, but yeah, we're all on our, we're all on our same journey, you know. We're on yeah. we're on our I mean, we're all on different journeys, excuse me. We're on our own journeys and we're all you know, I don't think confidence is a permanent thing. I think it, it definitely comes and goes. Yeah, exactly. So I yeah, I like what you're saying, exactly. Yeah. It's just Yeah, it comes and goes, but I'm still kinda looking for my main way of being gaining it, yeah, for sure. Being confident in like uh, like confident in how other people view me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just because I, I like think about it way too much. That's like that's my problem with public speaking, is like I'm thinking way too hard about what every person is thinking. Yeah. And thinking that they're gonna like judge me in some way or or that I look dumb in some way or sound dumb or you know and it's just it's kind of dumb to think that way because i mean it's It's very human it's It's very normal i think yeah it's natural to think that way but it's it's dumb to think that way because i never i'm never judging anyone when they're up on stage like for the most part i'm like oh yeah they're like doing a great job up there everything they're saying like even if i don't agree with some certain things or whatever i'm like oh yeah whatever like i don't know it's just in my mind, it's always when I'm the one there. It's like all yeah. my confidence is stripped out of me, and yeah, it's yeah. Um, so in the future, one day, I would like to be a teacher. So my question is, tell me about a teacher who changed your life, and why and how. Yeah, why and how would they change your life? Spencer, would you like to start us off? Yeah, sure. Um, I think that we, I think most of us have all, all had like the same teacher, but I think that, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Everyone, everyone knows what I'm talking about. But um, in high school, I had a creative writing teacher named uh, Kyle Nelson, and I think that he, I think he just understood kids and he understood what position we were in in high school and that we all have these different feelings and we're all going through different things in our lives. And he structured this creative writing class in a way that I think was just so smart. We uh, essentially, it was just, we, we took up like a different pen name and we started our own online blogs with each other. And we just wrote without having that uh, that screen of, of like pre-existing judgment essentially because we all know each other in that class. You know, we've been going to high school, middle school with each other. So we all know each other in that class, but by providing that, um, yeah, that exactly that just like the pen names and being anonymous to everybody. I think that was such a good thing to do and to allow kids to branch out and to write and to actually reach their, what they want and to portray themselves in the way they want without fear without having that that uh, fear of judgment of, from their peers, you know? And I think that he also just had such a good way of teaching, and he, he had a way of words, and he was very human. It didn't feel like a, a um, I was talking to, you know, someone who didn't relate to me. I think that he, he came across as very 
vulnerable and like a person, you know, someone I could relate to. And I think that helped me a lot and and has attributed like contributed to who I am today for sure. Um well adding more about him because he's like one teacher that's like I've only had him I've had Kyle Nelson as a creative writing teacher for less than a term and already he's one of my favorite teachers of all time and I just think he's super influential in the way he made his class is super awesome because since there's no way to like judge our creativity we basically get to be whatever we want and that's what's helping the most because it's not about getting like a grade it's about like oh i'm going to share this blog post about Mm -hmm. like what i actually think about this prompt and things and like the hardest prompt for me is one that i haven't even like i haven't done but i literally think about it all the time and it's basically like it's called hats and it's about like you can wear a different hat but be the same person and like because him he's like he's a football coach and he was like the class clown as a kid but now he's a creative writing teacher and he's a poet and like he can be all those things yeah but still be himself and i don't really know what to write for that prompt about hats that's just what it's titled but i still think about it all the time i don't really know where i'm going with this seeing the prompt no sticking to what the question is Kyle Nelson was a very influential teacher because he thinks about life differently and school differently than other teachers. Yeah. And for some reason, my, well, not for some reason, my art teacher and my Italian teacher, Mr. Pack, is like one of my favorite teachers of all time just because he's super nice and enthusiastic and fun. And I just think that Wait, he, he... He teaches Italian and... Yeah, he teaches Italian too. And art? Yep. And, I don't know, I just, like, really respect him as a human, mm-hmm. and I just think he makes it, like, fun to go to school, which is, like, super important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hayden or Kale? Uh, I, I had a, like, my influential teacher, uh, and I guess all, all of them that were influential, or, like, not not influential, but, like, that, uh, that I loved the most and, like, miss, I guess, or that I learned a ton from were the ones that I had a friendship with. And, like, uh, you know, like, but I had one in particular. Like, we, we, he was just real. Like, he... I mean, I, I know that teachers have, like, their restrictions and stuff, and you can't get, like, super tight with a, a student, I guess, but, like, you can get tight with them, like, and you can be friends with them, you can talk to them, and, mm-hmm. and like, be real with them. You don't have to be, like, this high-up person of authority all the time. You don't have to be this perfect person, you know? Like, it's, it's always, like, it changes the whole school year, and your view on that person when they are real with you and when mm-hmm. they they share with you like their uh, I don't know they're, they without being like weird they are like create a personal relationship with them with you and uh, give you advice and like 
have real opinions on stuff, and it's, it's just, uh, it makes it all, like, work better, so, like, yeah, if you, for you, Zach, if you are, like, looking to be a teacher, like, that's, I mean, I feel like you naturally would be, <laughs> sorry, would, <laughs> I feel like you would naturally, uh, be, like, Mr. Nelson, and, yeah, like, I think so, too, and, and, and like, like yeah. really well, yeah, and, like, with my, my teacher, uh, that I got tight with, Mr. Carp, um, oh, Carp, yeah, what a good guy, I feel like you would naturally do that, but that's just, like, any advice that, like, pretty much any student would, would give is, like, if you create a personal relationship with people and, like, genuinely care about what they're talking about and genuinely care about their education and, and, like, you, like, I don't know, I feel like you can develop a relationship with your students without being a weirdo. Yep. And it's, uh, like, you... He, he, like both of the both of those teachers are like themselves when they're up in, in the yep. front and they're not like they're not dictators and everybody listens to them because they respect them because they like them and they have like a relationship with them yeah definitely and like that's how you have that's how you really change a student's life is by becoming their friend and be, by like actually caring about them and yeah and, and it's hard mutual respect yeah and it's hard like have a personal relationship with every student you know but like even with mr nelson i didn't have like a personal like i i I like would talk to him and stuff sometimes but like i didn't get as close to him as like you did or or they did but uh he still made it made it known that he's just like a person and he's creative and he's like he's just like any of us but just older like he has more years on us but he's just a person he's not like he's he's not just a guy that feeds us knowledge and then grades our stuff you know he he's like he's there because he wants to be there and he's there because he wants to teach us and he he makes it remember he makes it memorable by like making it fun and interesting and also by making you feel comfortable and like you are friends with him i guess yeah, that makes sense, absolutely. Because, yeah. like, even, oh. even though I didn't, like, know him super good, like, as personally as I did Carp, he's still, like, I, I, I felt, like, friends with him. And then there's other teachers where you're, like, okay, like, you're just some, you know, like, thing that just, like, dumps knowledge all over me and yeah. whatever. Signs me homework. And, yeah, and yeah. and there's like there's been other teachers that are like that where they they make it fun, they make it interesting, and they make it feel like they care about your grade. They care, like they don't. It's not really the grade even. It's just like they care that you're learning stuff. You know, like yeah. I, and I had teachers that this is like kind of the same thing, but kind of not. It's like teachers that would take time to be like, hey your grade is bad and like I want to help you learn what you need to learn and I had teachers that like I would have tons of stuff that I missed out on or that I skipped out on or like didn't do and they'd be like we just I want you to understand these things and I want to know that you understand them and I'll change your grade and they would be like they would show me 
exactly how to do it and I would take like a really small quiz thing after they taught me and it, I would like know like I would I would like genuinely learn because they would try to teach me like they would be like hey you're struggling in this class I want you to like actually learn yeah. and they would take time personally to like teach you what what they were supposed to be teaching you like on a personal level mm-hmm. and then you learn it and you like that stuff sticks with you way more because yeah. it's like a personal thing it's not like you know because there's teachers that just you have a shitty grade and they just like let you fail yeah. and that kind of sucks like they're a, an adult they're probably busy but like that kind of sucks and like you those teachers you don't like them as much you don't remember them as much you just remember hating the subject and possibly not liking them mm-hmm. but it just changes it when they like genuinely care yeah, yeah. i agree kale any teachers so i had this one i had this one teacher and it was actually a, a seminary teacher and at that time that I was taking that class, like, I didn't even know if I wanted to take that class. Like, I was like, bro, all my friends, like, dropped out of this class. It's, like, not even worth, like, a credit. This is really stupid. Why am I taking this class? And basically, like, the first couple days, I'll just go. I'm like, oh, let's see this teacher. And I get in a class with, like, nobody in it. I'm like, dude, this kind of sucks. Like, why am I even going to come here? And, like, I just kept going for a couple times. And for some reason, like, a couple, like, two weeks in I could notice that like the teacher like noticed that I didn't really like care and and I feel like after that he like specifically like worked with me in the way that I needed best by like seeing like that I needed help with something and I feel like that teacher got me out of like a really kind of dark like place in my life because he me like he would come and like after class we would like talk about we'd like talk about things and basically like he'd help me with things that I would like need and basically and he like ended up becoming like one of my favorite teachers and because he also he also like taught lessons that I really like got in a good way like they're very like knowledgeable lessons and like I felt like they had meaning to them yeah and I ended up becoming like really tight with this teacher and I don't know he's just yeah (laughs) he's my favorite teacher all right um, so if you guys think about how everything in life is just comparative, um, I just want to say all of these things are bad. I understand that they're, I, they are all bad things, but I want you to compare them to each other and rate them from best to worst. So the four things are rape, murder, kidnapping, and natural disasters. I'd say, I don't know about you guys, but I think the best thing is probably natural disasters yeah, because that is not, someone is not at fault there. That is a natural process and it's just an earth function. Unless it's, yeah, unless it's actually like due to human cause, you know, like climate change or something like that. That's, that's besides the point. But like, yeah, I think when it, when it comes to natural disasters, that's just an unfortunate event that happened, you know, that is completely out of our control, completely out of anyone's, any single person's hand, any anyone, you know, it just happened. But those other things are obviously premeditated and um, carried out by someone and, like, has that has a bad intent, I, I think. And so I think that 
I don't I don't really know how to rank the other ones, but uh, yeah, as far as that, I think natural disasters are probably the things, one so, thing that we can set apart from the others. So what were the other ones again? Rape, murder, and kidnapping. Um, I think that. I feel yeah, like such horrible things. All of them are along the same lines of like a extremely selfish like thing to do like all of them mm-hmm. are taking them to the like the extreme selfish level which yeah, is you're imposing doing, your will on someone else yeah you're doing something okay. just for your gain like you're not murdering anybody to like help them or else it wouldn't be murder am I going the right freaking way yeah I think so I definitely agree and I think like when it comes down to all like three of them they're all like really terrible and like I don't know if like you can be like put them on a pedestal of like which one's better or which one's more justified yeah. it basically comes down to like basically comes down to like if you were like premeditating this or like like what you were thinking of and you, if you're taking advantage of people in these yeah. times yeah i i think that we can or at least i i think that when you uh when you take someone else's or something else's life away you're, like I said earlier, imposing your will on it and uh, forcing. Well, murder is obviously the worst. It's. I'd rather be murdered than raped. Yeah, me too. You'd rather get murdered than raped? Definitely. Yeah, because if you got raped, then that would suck. I guess there's not any point to actually like ranking them. I mean, though. I guess. I think, it, I think everything is. I don't know. I think that they're all. They're all. They're all just very awful things to do to another person. And. Oh, is it so good? Damn, yeah, but I think, I guess you bring up a good point, that is, I, w- I was going to say that I think murder can, we can all say it's, it's the worst, but when you do kidnap someone or you rape someone, it's, you're traumatizing them for the rest of their life, they're going to remember that forever and that is messing them up, you know, that's, that's something that you can never really put a value on and I don't think it's something that you can really rank, I think that completely taking someone's will and and you know agency away by um ending their life is is terrible but it's also terrible to to impose that on on the living and have them live the rest of their life with that you know in their mind and in you know i don't know all right um so i have one last question Give me your best laser gun noise. Pew! Wow, that's perfect. Garrett? Pew! Brr. Pew! Wait, laser gun? Yeah. Uh. Don't think. Perfect. Well, that is all the questions I have for you guys. Do you guys have anything else you want to mention or talk about or anything you just need, want to add? Thanks for having us on, man. I yeah, appreciate thanks. it. It's been fun. Yeah. Lots of good talks. Good on. discussions. Made us pass the time so much that we got hella lost. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted yeah. to say we have been driving on a dirt road. I hopefully can edit it out post-production. And then we just kind of, like, we don't really know where we're going. It's dark. We've never been here, and then we just got very, very lost. Well, we also got lost in time. We were talking for so long, like I honestly just had no Concept idea. Of time how long, at all. Like honestly, like 
we've been driving probably for like two and a half hours <laughs> when we were supposed to be there like maybe like an hour ago. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, so we're very lost, but I think we're kind of on the back, like no. the, on the right track now. We know where we're going. I think so too. I Especially hope. Especially if we have that, uh, you know, if we die, well, you have were, this tape. Wait. No, no, there were, <laughs> there were a couple of forks though, and we took a right on every single one of them. Oh yeah, we were supposed to take a left on one of them. So the very first one we're supposed to take a left? No, no it just depends one. on, it, it has the actual directions on it. There's one that oh. says go to like Arizona. Either way, this is the wrong way because this goes west. And west is a no-go, because it's east. West is not best. West Dude, is not best. This ooh, hopefully they're not like, oh my gosh, maybe we should send somebody out in case they got a flat tire. Dude, like, they oh, they are going to be so ticked. They're gonna I be... guarantee your parents are probably like dying right now. You think so? No, I feel like they're probably like, where are they? Like, they probably got lost. Like, that, that's probably all they're doing. They're like, well, because Jesse and those guys probably got there like, like an hour, an hour like, and a half Way ago. more. Probably about like two. Yeah, like when, while we were at no the way, place. not three hours. We, we Dude, I bet like they an hour and a half. I bet, like, um, no joke, because they have that truck, bro. They can freaking fly, like yeah. ten times faster than I can. So they probably got there in like 45 minutes, or like in just one hour, compared to like the normal time. Damn. This is not how I wanted to die. <laughs> this is not it. Anyway, thanks for listening. Hugs. Appreciate Everyone it. Everyone say goodbye. See ya. Bye. Bye.